Hey everybody, welcome to Mining Stock Daily. This is Trevor Hall and this is another installment of Friday's in-depth interview here on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, uh, even though it was a short week with the U.S. holiday and Memorial Day on Monday. This week we got something special. It's not necessarily an interview, but I was able to go on a site visit to Integra Resources Delamar Project up in Idaho a few weeks back. And even though I was able to spend some time with Stephen DeJong, the chairman of the uh, company, I actually uh, didn't interview him for the show. I wanted to try to find a couple other people who um, know the project, obviously know the project really well, and maybe don't necessarily get the limelight. Like, uh, you know, Stephen gets, or even <laughs> George uh, gets a lot of time. He actually wasn't on the uh, on this on the, the site, but uh, I look forward to my visits with George nonetheless. No, we uh, actually sat down and and spoke with a consultant for the uh, for the project, who's actually been on site for a couple decades uh, and seen the project through a couple different owners. And also the company's new VP of project development, Tim Arnold, who I've known for a couple years through my associations with the American Exploration Mining Association and also Society of Mining and Metallurgy and Exploration here in the States. Uh, so it was nice to catch up with Tim and uh, get familiar with him and his new project. And uh, actually heading, he's heading back home. He's uh, went to school up there. He's, he's a vandal. And, uh, and also meet Kim, who, uh, you know, was a really, really awesome person to meet and get the history and her history of the project and really understand um, what she's seen and gone through through the last uh, couple decades uh, there on the ground. So I am going to run that momentarily. I do want to thank our sponsors for the show. That would be Brixton Metals, Pacific Empire Minerals, Western Copper and Gold, and yes, Integra Resources. Thank you so much for the support and letting us do mining stock daily every day when the markets are open. So without further ado, uh, I am going to run these, these conversations from uh, the Integra Resources Project in Idaho. Please know if you are listening to this on Amazon Alexa, you are listening to an abbreviated version. You might go and find the entire uh, discussion uh, online at like iTunes or Spotify or anywhere else you might get your podcast. Thanks again. Here we go. Enjoy. Okay, my name is Kim Richardson. I'm actually a consultant with Integra. Uh, my uh, historical information and work at the Delamar Mine has made me a natural fit for this project. So I've been told you're probably the most important consultant here for <laughs> Integra because you probably know this project better than anybody else that's working on it today. Why is that? You know, I've worked here for 18 years straight. I spent my entire working career here at Delamar in various positions. Started out doing mine geology and mine superintendent and technical services superintendent. So so I, I got a little bit of the story, but you came out here in 1980 in the red VW bus, is that right? Uh, uh, and where'd you come from? Uh, that's correct. I, I, uh, latter years, I grew up in New Jersey, and I graduated college, and I said, well, I wanted a job. So I did. I was hired over the phone, sight unseen, or I probably wouldn't have taken the job because I took it for granted. Life existed west of the Mississippi. Took me six days to drive cross country in my 1970 red VW bus, and I made it. And I'm still waiting for that gas money to get back home. So give me, give us a little quick rundown of the changes you've seen with the Delamar project over the time you've been working here. Okay, first of all, uh, several different owners, uh, Earth Resources, Mapco, Nurco, Kinross. We were actually a Kennecott for one month, if you can believe that. And then it went uh, certainly went into reclamation uh, right after 19. 
1998 shutdown, and I actually worked from 1980 through 1998. A lot of changes. Um, the ability to uh, drill has uh, technologies come a long ways. We had um, a lot of uh, shallow drill holes, and the easiest way for us to increase our reserves was to drill deeper, deeper drill holes. And certainly, that's what Integra folks are doing now: is just drilling things much deeper because they can, and the, the mineral continues. So. What does this go around? I mean, you've been working for the same project for, what, three or four different companies? The same project. That's absolutely correct. So what, what makes this go around with Integra different other than just drilling deeper? Is it just the exploration, or is there more resources available as far as the technology to really advance the project? What is it in your mind? Uh, in my mind, of course, when I worked here, uh, the mine was in operation, and about the last budget to come along was exploration and development drilling. And certainly when you were making a lot of money when you were mining, then you got to drill a lot. And during the last uh, several years of the mine life, uh, prices of gold and silver dipped down pretty well. And we ultimately had to shut down because gold sustained itself under $300 an ounce for just too many years, and we couldn't make a go of it. Now, I know what's left in the ground, and certainly when uh, gold topped out at $2,000, I'm jumping up and down trying to get somebody interested in this. But Kinross was, uh, had the direction of reclamation, and that was the tack they took until it was fully reclaimed. Uh, Max Baker, the Vice President of Exploration with Integra, and I first met because he was hired by Kinross to do an evaluation of the property and to put it up for sale, and they said, well, you've got to meet Kim. So that's how he and I started out, getting to know one another. So so back when Kinross owned this and you were kind of jumping up and down saying, no, there's more, there's more than here that you're just leaving, how did you know there was more? I mean, what was your background and, ex and experience here at Delamar to really give you the foundation to say, I'm not quitting on this project, I'm sticking around? Well, uh, we had a lot of drill holes in the ground, and a lot of it went pretty deep. Uh, for us, a deep hole was 600 feet. These guys are drilling 1,500 feet. There's a, there's a big difference. But I know a heck of a lot of the drill holes simply just bottomed in ore-grade mineralization. And it was uneconomic at the time because the stripping ratio was too high or metal prices were too low, but the, the mineralization was there. It's just, it's just a question of economics as to whether the, the price of the precious metals would support the mining of it or not. And so the recently we bring in Florida Mountain, there's other projects, you know, little satellite projects that are now coming into the entire Delamar and Sullivan Gulch uh, footprint. You know, I've heard a lot about from, manage, from management and people with boots on the ground here and every day, it seems like Florida Mountain is kind of a hotbed. Everybody's really, that's the next big step of exploration outside of Sol, Sullivan's Gulch. But also I keep hearing about black sheep. Where's your mind taking you? Where's where? What are you most excited about? Uh, Florida Mountain is a go no matter what because we simply had to stop mining that about... 15% through our already known pit reserves and that because of, um, you know, low metal prices. So the, the bulk of the high-grade gold and that is sitting at Florida Mountain and just waiting for someone to come along and do. Sullivan Gulch is exciting because it's wide open going to the south and certainly the IP resistivity that's been done, all of that is just all new. That was never done before. You know, we just couldn't afford to do it much less. But if you take this main northwest uh, mineralized trend that runs all the way from Sullivan Gulch to Delamar, the Glen Silver Pit, you hit Milestone, you go up to Black Sheep or Cross Street. It, this thing stretches for eight miles, okay? And there's there's going to be little pockets of, when I say little, maybe, you know, 7 million tons of ore here, 15 million tons of ore here, stretched all along because these little bryolite knobs just stick up all along this trend. And it and it is exciting, and there hasn't been the work done on a regional sense in this area for, for a number of reasons, uh, uh, you know, 
land status uh, notwithstanding. So we're actually sitting in the core shack right now amongst all all this rock that's that's all the data has been logged you can see how the story is developing and what the rocks did over time as you stand here i'm sure you come here every day do you do you still appreciate just as much as you do now as you did you know 10 15 years ago well i think it's i think i actually appreciate it a lot more uh because number one we didn't get to do a lot of coring it, uh, core cost a lot of money back then for us it was you know 10 times the cost of an RC rig, and we were just going for assays at that point. We already had the metallurgy figured out. We had the mill in place. We'd, we didn't have to worry about a, a different type of process to, to you know, generate uh, uh, ounces out of the rock. So just to see new rock is, is exciting, if nothing else. It's obviously much deeper. There's some rocks I haven't ever seen before. Uh, certainly not in the Delamar area because we're drilling so much deeper that, you know, it, we just never uncovered them. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you real quick. You are a resident of Jordan Valley, which is the closest town. What is what is a project like Delamar getting back on its feet again mean to the town of Jordan Valley? Uh, Tim Arnold touched on this briefly about the ranchers having a good relationship with us, but I've heard nothing but positives coming from the community and point blank it's because of the school size you know there'll be funding coming back in matching funds coming back in to help with the school certainly when the mine was in production about 65 percent of the employees actually lived in jordan valley the other 35 percent commuted from the nampa and caldwell area outside of boise so it would be a huge influx we used to have three grocery stores and five gas stations and three mo and two bars you know so and restaurants and and so uh certainly when uh, the mine shut down it, it just pretty much rolled up the pavement with it. And Integra has really been involved with the community already. What would you like to see happen? You know, we used to have a health clinic where at least a nurse practitioner would come in twice a week. All of that's gone now. So you don't even have a doctor within 65 miles from where you live. So those things I think would be a big improvement. And I've heard a lot of positives from people. So and I'm going to try to give you a compliment, but you're probably the most influential woman on this project. How do we get more women involved in this industry? Uh, geology is one of the avenues through which women are much more readily accepted. I, I took a long, hard look about becoming an engineer, but it was such a male-dominated society. Uh, there have been quite a few women hired here uh, by the, uh, the local Integra folks, and I've complimented them on that effort. Um, a lot of these women right here in Jordan Valley are very hardworking people, you know. So, so as far as uh, getting someone that's skilled to come in and that, uh, Max has been good. He's already had a couple of female geologists. He just hired another gal to do a thesis work on the milestone area coming up. So, and I, I complimented him on it. And I said it's just not common. Yeah. Uh, so, one last question: What, you know, if we leave here today and people who are listening maybe don't know much about Delamar, the Integra story. How would, you how would you summarize that story to them? Like, what do you want them to know? What do you want them to take away? Um, the group of people that are Integra employees are just about the nicest group of people a person could ever meet. Their knowledge is overwhelming. They have put together a world-class team. And I, you know, all these people come in. It doesn't matter who it is they come in. I'm very impressed with, with the folks that are doing this. And there's no doubt in my mind this place is going to be a go. That's it. Thanks so much, Kim. Thanks for your time. You bet. No problem. I'm uh, Tim Arnold. I'm the Vice President of Project Development with Integra. Tim, you've worked on a number of projects throughout your career. 
the latest being Relief Canyon with Persian Gold before you came here to the Delamar project. You, you kind of, your heart is here for a number of reasons, but give us a little reason why you enjoy this project so much. Well, number one's the project. It's an excellent project. It's, uh, and so I got real excited about that when I first started looking at it. The other part is I'm, you know, I went to school at uh, University of Idaho. Uh, my wife's from Idaho. We definitely feel like this is kind of, kind of home to us as well. Um, and uh, also worked in Idaho, North Idaho for a while. So this is just real attractive. This is a great part of the world. Uh, good people, good company. So everything kind of fell together. So what are the things, you've been with the company since December, I believe, is that correct? January, yeah. Is it January? So what are the things you've been undertaking the last, the first five months of, of being on board and, you know, with, on the mine engineering side of things, what's, what's, what's coming down the pipeline that's been a real success for you? Well, so far, uh, you know, we've, we've had a lot of success on the exploration side, and we're now looking at getting a PEA out uh, this year, second half of this year. So I've been working, focusing completely on the metallurgy and everything associated with getting the PEA uh, completed. Um, there's a lot of work that the client, that, you know, we've got great consultants doing a lot of the work on the PEA, but there's a whole lot of answers that we have to give them. Uh, so the metallurgy has been a, a big one, just trying to, f to figure out the two different deposits and uh, how we're going to be able to process those. Uh, also, as you work through these, uh, these um, studies, you need to recognize there's a long-term goal as well. So we've been working on uh, you know, understanding the baseline for the, for the, um, uh, the permitting, things like that, uh, land, water issues. Uh, also, just getting to know the people in Idaho, spent a lot of time up in Boise getting to know the regulators, talking to the BLM, talking to IDEQ, things like that. So I'm real busy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and just project-wise, it seems like we've got a number of these deposits. There's satellite deposits that haven't necessarily been explored yet, but you guys feel really good about it. But each area of the project has a little bit different rock than, than uh, the next one. And so you had described to me, you know, really working with the oxidized rock and the transition in between and below that, the, the sulfidized rock. Have you experienced a challenge like this before in your professional career? Well, I think, yeah, every deposit at some point has a transitional zone. Uh, you know, every every deposit like this, you know, you're, you're going to get more and more sulfides typically as you go deep. That's not necessarily what's going on here. But um, most deposits, you know, if you look at anything up in Nevada, sooner or later they get deeper or for some reason the, the mineralogy changes. So we've, we've working our way through that, the, the fun part about this is we've got two completely different ore deposits too that have completely different mineralogy so like for instance our transitional and non-oxide ore at Florida Mountain is a completely different animal than the stuff over at Delamar. The stuff at Delamar has more clay in it, the stuff at Florida Mountain just is beautiful rock. I keep telling the exploration guys I just want more Florida Mountain because uh, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to process beautifully and, uh, and but everything here has been pretty much a pleasant surprise every time we've gotten more and more data in and more and more metallurgical work done. It's turning out pretty good. So as far as a solution goes to the metallurgy, it does kind of seem like there's not a one-size-fits-all. You, It's flexible, right? 
Oh, absolutely. We're going to, we're, and we've got a lot of flexibility in how we would process it. I'm looking at some sort of a combination of processing right now, and we're right in the middle of it, so it's too early to really say what it looks like, but we know there's going to be a heap leach component. There's probably going to be some sort of a milling component, whether that happens day one or whether it happens a little later in the mine life. We've got to, we've got to answer all those questions, and, and then Max keeps finding more ore uh, all the time as well. But yeah, it's, it, it, there's, there's, an enormous amount of uh, 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 flexibility in this project and how how we get it going, and that's what it's looking like right now. So throughout your career, you've built mines before. You've come into this exploration, late exploration stage, and worked on, you know, what's the mine plan going to look like? Um, what makes this project different than previous projects you've worked on? Um, well, elevation, elevation is going to have a little bit to do with it. So, but you know, I've worked at Jarrett Canyon as well. So, you know, we're used to snow mining and snow, and Kenross did a great job in Nurco. So, the the mining is going to be pretty straightforward, I would say. And and all of the ore processing we're looking at is uh, it's we're not reinventing anything. Um, it's it's standard off-the-shelf type of processing uh, methods. I would say uh, the the clays at Delamar, uh, we're going to have to get a good feel for that. I'm pretty sure we're going to have to agglomerate or something like that for the for some of the Delamar ores. Um, or but this one's kind of fun in the idea that okay, well I've got I've got some clays over here at Delamar and I've got this beautiful rock at Florida. Is there a way I can crush the Florida to two inch and the Delamar to a half inch and then blend them together and only agglomerate one or the other or both? And those sorts of questions will come out the more information we get and the more test work we've done. So I think maybe one of the parts that's different about this project really is it's got so much opportunity for, for, uh, for uh, mining this place in and uh, we won't we won't have the answers for that for a little while. So, because you've worked for a number of different companies and a number of different projects, what makes Integra different? Um, well, first off, I think the people that started Integra are, are it's it's a breath of fresh air to have a group of people who are so forward thinking. It's a culture. Yeah, yeah. The 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 culture here is we don't need to do it the way it's been done before. And, uh, and that's really nice. It's really fun. Um, the, the people are genuinely nice people. Um, we just uh, went through a, a transition from a net, the, the employees here were working for another company, which was helping them out at the beginning. We've now transitioned to where they're uh, Integra employees. The way Integra handled it was awesome. I mean, it was really, really uh, first class. Um, so I just like working with nice people that are all excited about what we've got. And, um, and again, you know, not, not just falling into the same old trap of, you know, that's the way we used to do it. Uh, they, they definitely are forward-thinking folks. So last night you and I were kind of chatting over a pint, but we were kind of talking about this project potentially being one of your last, if not the last. <laughs> I mean, is that something, like, you, you get this thing going, and if there's a mine here, you leave on a high note? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm getting up there in age, and, uh, and I cert I'm one of the many uh, baby boomers in our industry um, that in the next five to, five to seven years are probably going to get out. And um, yeah, I'd love for uh, for the, this to be walking out on the high note. I mentioned last night of the five last projects I've worked on that uh, were building 
are trying to build. Three of them, or three of them, or two of them are in construction right now, and one's in operation. That's a pretty good track record, really, for a guy like me that's trying to start mines. And I'd like this to be the 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 uh, what the fourth of the six. This would be awesome because, it, and this is a great project. This will go. Uh, one way or another, but uh, yeah, I'd like to put a, a year or two or three into this and and uh, get it up and running, and then I don't know, slow down. <laughs> Maybe not stop, but yeah. certainly slow down. Yeah. yeah. Real quick, because this is a mining stock daily podcast, and you've seen many cycles in mining and precious metals. It really feels like we are all-time low. It, I, I, it feels like we're at an all-time low sentiment right now. There's not money coming into the market. Capital is hard to come by. What does this mean for you as a mine engineer on a project like this? Well, it's so I've always been more on the operational technical side. So I'm assisting the people that are going out and looking for the financing and the people that are, that are dealing with the markets. And, um, yeah, that's the impression I'm getting is this is as tough as it's been, not, not necessarily forever, but maybe in my career. Um, and that goes back a long ways. So, you know, what, what, what I have to deal with is expectations of people. You know, I'm still working with a lot of people, uh, especially like at Pershing. You know, this we've got a lot of people out here in the care and maintenance side and uh, being able to keep their morale up. They're excited as can be because their company's coming in and looking at reopening this mine. And uh, so it's tough to, to keep those people uh, focused and, uh, and excited. Uh, and then, you know, you, you could have the best project in the world, and if there's no capital out there, then, then what are you going to do? You know? so, so how do you kind of balance that tight capital structure with, when the market is being suppressed right now? How do you balance that out with the exploration budget? Well, we fight. <laughs> Max Max constantly uh, tells me that I'd, I he'd, he'd found more more gold this year if it weren't for all the metallurgical drilling he was doing. But you know, it's it, you just have to understand that if we're going to be able to get this this mine in a position to be operating in the next two or three years, this really is the time you've got to do some of that work. Uh, I, I'll I'll give him as much exploration money as I can, but there are times where you just got to get some of this basic done. Hope. Hopefully, you can combine the two. You know, it's not all of this uh, metallurgical test work is is for naught. Uh, you know, it, it's not that he, he won't it won't have an effect on the reserves or resources. But yeah, it's it's tough, and you know, and then George has to go out there and find the money for both of them. And uh, um, I think I think we're in pretty good shape. We've done we've done really well so far. And uh, like I said, it, it it helps that every. Every time we go out and do a test or every time we go out and look for an answer, the answer seems to be pretty positive. Tim, thank you so much for your time and uh, good luck on this project. It's going to be exciting to see it develop. Okay, thanks very much. Thank you so much to Integra Resources for allowing me to come in on that site visit the other week. Special thanks to Josh Surface and Stephen DeJong for allowing me to tag along. It was great to spend a a short couple days with you guys and uh, get to know some of the people on the ground. And, uh, yeah, thanks again to you, the listener. We'll be back again on Monday with the briefing of the news coming down through the week. Take care. Have yourself a nice weekend. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein.